Hi again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dead Men Talk. And we are continuing our delve like we have been doing in this series down the creative rabbit hole, as it were, with another very special guest. And again, someone I've had the privilege of sort of discovering their work for myself only recently, but through, you know, through the the, the medium of, of social media and the beauty of people like yourself putting your music out there for everyone to enjoy. Marianne Cairns, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Good to be here. Cool, cool. I'm, I'm glad to have you here because I, um, like I say, obviously I should have mentioned, obviously, singer, songwriter, you know, I, I am very envious of people like yourself, to be fair. And I've, I've said it on more than one occasion when I've had guests on the show that can write music like you do and, you know, perform and you've got the confidence, you've got the talent and everything, because it's something that I would love to do. And um, I think what I'm really interested in through the course of this, like my show is mainly about, is just to really find out what makes you tick, what, what inspires you, what's put you where you are today and sort of delve behind the stories behind the stories as it were the story behind your story so um for this let's kick off for anyone who's not familiar at the moment with yourself and your work just in a nutshell just sum up who you are what you do and then we'll kind of delve into it from there okay well um i'm marion cairns singer songwriter um well, I've kind of been around a long time, I guess, because um, in the in the late eighties, I was in London for for kind of ten years, where um, where although I've always performed original music, and that's that's always been passion, actually writing music. Um, I I got a little bit more known as a singer at one point when I was like, um, you know, I was doing I was working with people like like Fish, mm. um, X Marillion. Yes. And, you know, I, yeah yeah and, very impressive and people 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 like like that so 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 um but 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 even even then it was really really nice that that he recognized me as an artist and took me on um he, you know like i i went on tour with him um with my band mm -hmm. supporting him um the first acoustic tour he did and supported him at hammersmith odeon and stuff like that so it's so it's so it was uh it, it was it was well, it was really it was really fun. I basically come from a real original music background. I've just been cool. really passionate about that. But of course, uh, one of the things I, I guess is that I was born in Scotland, but I immigrated as a child to Australia, and that's where I grew up. And then I came back to the UK for a three-week holiday where I was really good. This, to yeah. My grandmother in Scotland, and I and I and and of course at the time, then I kind of just. I had a meeting with this producer, Colin Thurston, and he said to me, well, if you're serious, you're going to come and live in London. <laughs> and it was <laughs> and as did. simple as that. I and went, right, okay, well, I am serious, and, <laughs> and I'm going to stay. And he lent me, like, a guitar and a four-track at the time. Wow. I was living in a basement recording, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. But, 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 um, but, but then I did go back to Australia, and, and, uh, and I brought up my kids there. Mm. And, uh, and, and I've only come back to this side of the world sort of, uh, almost three years ago um, and now I'm in Guernsey. Guernsey, lovely yeah like we, we've chatted just before this the second I think second straight guest it's not like I'm conquering Guernsey or anything like that it just just <laughs> happened that way I think that's where the talent lies obviously um, but let's let's sort of wind it back then to the the beginning there's a lot to unpack with yourself as I've been doing my research and that I think it's you've got a hell of a story that you've lived already really um, <laughs> so go going right back to the beginning in terms of 
music and your relationship with music where did that start was it a, was it a childhood thing do you remember or was it something that you made a conscious decision to go into at some point well um my my family were really musical like my, my mom um was trained to be a flute teacher and um and, and play piano at a very high school and my dad but, but, but played violin and he, he was actually a church of scotland minister okay. when, when i was born and uh, and he had a, this youth group and apparently he, he he used to play guitar and sing bob dylan songs to his youth group wow. <laughs> you know? so i guess i've always had kind of music around me although my parents were more into classical music but it's like i think the thing of going to church every sunday and singing you know yeah. it was the singing i i, I really enjoyed okay. and that's kind of a, a bit of an expression you know mm. um i guess sort of breathless or something but it was kind of fun to sing but 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 it but it wasn't until um like i did music at school and, and stuff but it wasn't until i was i think i was 13 and we were suddenly told right go away and write a song and green okay. said and i was like what's she talking about? I can't write it. So what is she talking about? It's like, huh, I'm just going to do this. And I'm like, I sort of strummed a chord and sang like as a joke. And yeah. it was like, it was like, it just sort of happened. Okay. It was a song. You know? wow. and, cool. <laughs> and it was quite a revelation to me that this was something I could do because look, 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 look I'm in awe of you because you're a writer and you write books. And, <laughs> and to me that that was when I was a kid and stuff, that's what, I thought I would do is okay. go and, you know, write the longer stories and write the sure. books. But so it's quite, quite interesting that what I do seem to do is write micro stories, really. It's like each song is a story. And yeah. That's what I love, actually. I, I, I was um, sort of turned on to folk music when I moved down to Devon. Um, mm quite big down there I hadn't really been exposed to it before but then you had you know a few artists in particular that were around at the time that I, I really became inspired by and it was that it's the narrative in the in the, the songs it wasn't just singing about a broken heart or things like that there was actually a story going on and you know I found it I, I could immerse myself in that a lot more because there's almost like more of a meaning to listening to to the song start to finish because it's actually telling you a tale um yes. is that is, moving on to your your own songwriting then just quickly are you drawn to sort of more sort of traditional kind of as we say folk music sort of write, writing folk songs with a story or, or do you pull on personal experiences so what, what's your main source of inspiration well um look i kind of i kind of pull on all sort of areas but but i have to say that i'm i've always been fascinated by stories and by other people's stories and by folk stories and and you know here and i have found that in in various things when i've got interest particularly particularly okay just to diverge a little bit i suppose <laughs> i did this album feminine australis which which really is is the story of 12 australian women um you know some of them are indigenous some of them are immigrants um, um but 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 it, it was that i didn't really know what i was doing at first i went to a museum and i I heard the story of how Kate Kelly, um, who was Ned Kelly's little sister, the famous okay. Bush Ranger, Ned Kelly, mm -hmm. and I heard the story of how he actually became an outlaw. And it was all really for his little sister and protecting her honor from a John placement. And that's actually how he got outlawed, him and his brother. Okay. Um, you know, nowadays, I, I mean, it was a totally, totally unfair sort of thing, but the whole mm. thing. 
and after that well he did what he did but it's like that fascinated me that it was actually this 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 story for, about his little sister um and i ended up researching that in a really big way i bought this really old book about it and i really went into the whole story and and i discovered of course how history is so confusing because every story everybody writes it slightly differently and you yeah. don't know what the truth is there comes a point you have to choose what version of the truth you're going to use oh yeah um, yeah 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 but basically from writing that song then it took me into into um it took me into i ended up doing doing this whole album about mm. a different australian women and <laughs> and actually researching their stories it, it was um and having to kind of find an angle but stay very very true to history mm. um um was a really different experience for me and i really liked it and so i've i've done quite a bit of that as well because otherwise what i tend to do i suppose is i'll hear a story but then i'll twist it yeah you know? or i'll take something that happened to me but then i'll change it a little bit you know and so you know poetic license fiction blends a bit yeah yeah well that's i get as a writer that's what you do you know the, the amount of things i've pulled in from places for mine i suppose you know you could say if you break it down no writer's work is their own truly but um it is in the you know in that sense of the word that um that album actually that was one of one of the ones i wanted to talk about um you touched on you know the um the the sort of the history behind it in terms of the, the backstories and everything and it was staying true to i guess the the theme of why i started this podcast all about stories behind the stories so that that kind of answers that question um it was sort of looking at i mean this was your fifth album understand um but it was Australis, yeah yeah but was, was it produced by one of the rolling stones producers is that right yeah 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 that's quite impressive been... quite impressive very impressive but um well, so how did, how did that come about then oh well chris is a really lovely guy well it's it's quite a quite a funny story really because um okay i was doing these gigs in london and i and i and i, and I think um well i, I think i okay fairly early on i did a gig at the bull and gate in kentish town which okay. is like it's a tiny little pub next to um the town and country club mm -hmm. it's like the, the little pub there and um and uh after the gig my my friend introduced me to her friend she brought along dennis who said you've got to meet my friend chris you've got to come now <laughs> And and he basically basically I ended up he was he was a limo driver and I ended up following him in his limo through London, right. um, to to Fulham to the studio Maison Rouge and and his friend was Chris Kimsey, um and he was working on an album there, uh, and I mean by the time we got there I think it was like you know two a.m. or something, and uh, and um but they were fully at work the band was yeah. recording and so so i ended up basically in this control room uh, or actually not even the control room come out of the control room into the lounge and, and and singing singing chris these songs i had like a demo tape as well that we put on but he liked it when i just sang and played guitar yeah. and it was just one of those weird things where it, it kind of clicked and we stayed in touch hmm. you know and um so i i think that must have been about oh gosh i don't know 1988 something like okay. that okay really wow. you know a long time ago yeah <laughs> but yeah quite a time and, um, before quite a time before the album then so 
that, that a long was, time before yeah, the album. Yeah, that's cool. But, 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 but you see, I recorded my first single, Too Young to Die, on, um, on his studio time. I think it was actually Rolling Stones downtime in Riverside okay. Studios in London. So, um, um, you know, he, 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 he put me in there to record the song. And um, um, and because of Chris, I, I ended up singing The Fish because he was doing that album and said, what this song needs is Marion's vocal. I do. Like, <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> not going to turn yeah. that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 so it's like um, I, I, I kind of um, so, so, so Chris was a really, a really big, big, big part of my kind of creative life. He was just someone who I stayed in contact like over the years, so even after I was back in Australia. Mm. And I, sorry, I've got someone making noises here. That's so, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but, yeah, but, but um. I, I I I remember um, sending him. Oh, I think I'd recorded a, a, a little album, and I sent him. I sent him a copy, and, and and I remember him ringing me up when I was like, um, I think I, you know, dropped dropped one child at school and was kind of driving <laughs> and getting and getting this 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 phone call from him in the middle of the night in in London, where he'd be like, I've just been listening to your album, you know, and yeah. and, and so. So, so, so what I'm trying to say, I guess, is, is that, you know, he always, we kind of kept in touch and he liked what I did. And, mm. and, uh, and, and so, so when I began doing this, this, uh, like I wrote Kate Kelly and a couple of songs and I really didn't know, I, I was really kind of floundering. I sort of, I didn't know if it was any good. It was right. quite different. I, mm. I was really into it, but I was very isolated. I was living on top of a mountain in Queensland, Southeast Queensland. I know. Sort of off, off the grid little house. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That is, it's, you're the first one that I can actually say, yeah, lived. I've actually got written down, I think, from, from your from your biography, lived on an off the grid mountaintop. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. everyone's dream. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. But 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 so 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 you know, like um I I was like, oh my god, I just need some outside influence. I need somebody to listen to this, somebody who I trust. And would tell me what they think because that was the thing too. Chris was always really honest. If he heard a song of mine, he didn't like it. He'd just go, "Now, nah, what else you got?" No, okay. <laughs> you need <laughs> you know? that. I think. And he was one person who never said it like as an insult. So it wasn't like I okay. never took offence. He sort of went, "Oh, okay, next song," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so he was a person that that I felt I could go to, and and um and you know it, it would be okay. Cool. Yeah, I could okay. I I could ask him what he what he thought. And um, yeah, yeah I, get, I get an honest answer. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I contacted him, and I, and I sent him some songs, and he really liked them. But he came back going, "What are you doing? What are you doing? This is historical. What are you doing?" And he was like, "He's like, are you writing a musical? What are you doing?" <laughs> he was really confused about what I was doing. Right. <laughs> and it was almost like, well, I didn't quite know what I was doing myself at the time. So, kind of talking to him, and then. The different songs I was writing helped me put it in perspective. Okay. You know, that yeah. that that um actually it was very it was very women focused. Yeah. It was very it, it was very kind of folky, like it was very real sort of instruments and and um um yeah yeah so so that's um yes yeah, yes yeah, so, so I, I, and eventually there came a point and I literally I've been talking to him for about I think more than I think at least two years. Of the time it 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 came came up like what you know would he would he actually um help me finish it because mm. i'd recorded i was recording at, at home um um the, you know just my, my little studio 
microphone very cool very cool <laughs> yeah and and um so so and uh he he was like so uh, oh actually it was worse than that i went to a council workshop you know for, like um for artists yeah and, and i guess i was probably the only musician there but it's like they say it was um yeah gold coast queensland and they had they they had a sort of art guru come up from melbourne who who um was yeah um and um, when I sort of told him what the project was and stuff, what I was working on, he just went, oh, what a shame you've written all the songs. Oh, what a shame. You should have just written about one woman. You can't write about all these women. Oh, what a shame you've written them already. That was his attitude. Okay. You can't and please everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it kind of really devastated me. I said, well, that's what I'm doing. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit set in my mind and I've really decided like you know I've got something and I've yeah. organized I, I get very very determined that that's what, what I'm doing yeah yeah and um but um so I decided not to bother about him but I was I got really I felt really really sad you know yeah really sad yeah. <laughs> it's a first then, the first sort of challenge to it I suppose but I uh, know it kind of yeah. that makes you more determined in a way to you know that this is definitely what I do with it well, what it did kind of was take me out of my comfort zone. I was so at rock bottom that um, um, my husband said 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 to me, "Well, why don't you ask Chris Kimsey if he'll help you finish it?" You know, he he, he you know, and I was like, "Oh, he wouldn't want to do it," you know. <laughs> and then I was at such rock bottom that I just wrote him an email. <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he wrote back saying, "I'd love to." let's do this there you, go. you know and and so and so from then we figured out how and and i did a lot of recording all, all my own stuff was was done at home and uh, and then um yeah he helped me Brilliant. complete it so it's like yeah that's that's how that happened that's very cool yeah. i i do like i mean i know some artists don't like to sort of describe their work as concept albums and things like that when it is kind of what it you know it tells it's got a, a full narrative that runs through it. i do love that because i think in this day and age, albums are quite easily just a collection of songs. Um, you yeah. don't appreciate an album for being an album now. But I mean, I must admit, I'm very much, you know, I will listen to an album start to finish, especially if it's tied together in some way. So, you know, that kind of thing. There is still a market for that. I think it's brilliant when you can sort of knit something together like that. But um, no, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And a, a couple of other sort of points uh, of your work that I wanted to bring up because, you know, Firstly, not not the kind of things that I would I would I would have for previous guests that I can say they've done, but also just showing really how inspirational some of your stuff has been. So going back to um, uh, Too Young to Die that you that you were talking about, um, I understand it was taken up by Nickelodeon in America to um, uh, for what was it a, 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 an educational roadshow for AIDS is that right do, do you want yeah so you, yeah. you can probably discuss it a bit more but that's that I mean that's that's pretty that, that's a that's a pretty strong thing to say that you've been involved in surely yeah well I only found found out really because um, I was trying to find out somebody told me they'd seen it on MTV and so I, I rang them up 
from London at the time right. <laughs> and try to find out have you played it, you know. <laughs> and 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 it turned out, yeah, they it was part of an educational roadshow they were doing in the States, taking it into schools and, and I suppose I'm teaching teenagers about AIDS, about HIV. Wow. And um, yeah, so 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 it was it was part of that. At the time, I I understood it was also banned by the Washington Whites or whatever because they were they were very very okay. you know, strong. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but because 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 again of the subject matter. <coughs> because well, yeah. I mean, the problem was it was the very early nineties, ninety two. Yeah. So you know, it, it was just um, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I, I was. Something you, I mean, how does that make you feel as as an artist? Obviously, probably not something that you intended, you know, direction you intended it to go for. But does that sort of validate to you that your music is then doing something? Yes, yeah. it, it it does. It's a, it's a big sort of validation because, you know, um, you know, I I work very much alone. You know, write and stuff. It's very. I have done a few. Um, you know, collaborations, but it's mm. pretty rare for me to write as a collaboration, really. I, and I tend to, you know, so so when something is actually taken by somebody else to help with something particular, it, it, mm. it means means a, a real lot to me. Like I, I um, um, at the same sort of time, um, one of my neighbours died, and I was asked to to sing it at his funeral. Oh, wow. and, okay. And it. It turned out I hadn't known at the time it had become their song, and his partner was playing it to his sister when his partner died, you know, right. and stuff. And so it was, um, and and when you feel hear something like that, it's like, well, my God, that's that's kind of why it was written. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's um, it's it's a very moving thing, you know, yeah. as 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 that a, is, yeah. Yeah. You've reached a whole different plane there rather than it just being like, you know, a, a top 40 here or something. You know, I think that's something that then, you know, means something to a lot of people on a different level. That's brilliant. Well, I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> no, no. There's <laughs> but, still time. There's <laughs> still time, but but do you, do you know, in a sense, do you need to if you've had that kind of, you know, that kind of experience? It all depends what you want to get well, out of it, I suppose. Well, but. You know, you know, no, because because it's like obviously I I've discovered that that I I need to create, I need to keep writing. That's really like in 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 my soul. It's mm. part of me. I just have to have to have to write. Yeah, and I have to sing, and I have to have to do that. So that's why I just keep going. <laughs> Is there a time of day that you're not writing, except for when you're asleep? I I still got children. I've still got teenagers in the house, so it's like yeah, yeah there's quite 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 a bit bit of a day yeah. I'm, I, I'm not, but I'm but I'm not been thinking about it. You know. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Have you got a particular sort of creative process or somewhere that you go where you can really sort of zone off from the world and 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 um, just write and or compose or whatever? Um, or does it? Have you got ideas coming at you everywhere? Well, it depends. Um, my my favourite place right right now to to go to and write is actually Sark, which is the little yeah. island between yeah. here and Alden. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't actually get to go there very often. But when when I do, I have found that I can just kind of ah, walk out to some wild sort of headland and sit and look at this amazing thing and pull out my notebook, <laughs> and yeah, it just flows in. <laughs> 
You've got the right surroundings up there then, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really into nature and, and, and all that. And, um, but, but I think, uh, look, one of the things I have discovered is that I can write if I need to. If I, I can write to order if I have to. It might not be the best mm. song I've ever written. But I can, and because um, and I really, I I I haven't done any for a while. Um, I'm talking about doing something at the moment, but um, uh, with the Feminine Australis album, part of what I did because um, because it ended up it, it's uh, it's the songs, but it's presented in a little book. Um, I don't know if you've yeah. actually seen that. Have you? I haven't seen it. I have. I have yeah. one things I did read about actually, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, sort of how it's. I should send you the PDF just just so you can yeah. have, have a look oh, at it. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, thank you. Because it's basically it's got it's got the stories, it's got the lyrics, it's all fully illustrated. So it's like this this little book, and I'm very proud of that. But I took that. So so, so anyway, I presented that at the um, uh, Somerset Celebration and Literature, which is a literary festival. Okay. We had you know mainly authors books. But um, but I got to go and and I did like a little solo show. Um, the stories, uh, um, you know, you know, telling the stories, hearing the songs, mm-hmm. and I also did a creating story songs workshop. Okay. Um, and then I took that the show and the workshop. Yeah, I did a, a big um a sort of four month tour of remote uh, remote communities in Australia. Yeah. Main, main, mainly running out of the schools. Um. But um, so, and and so, what we did in these workshops is, um, basically, we would well, we would write a song, and we would literally start with nothing, yeah, and say, okay, what's important? What do you like doing? You know, what's so? We get all the lyrics together, and then we sing them. <laughs> we cool. turn them into a song, cool. and it's something that. That I, I found it's it's um it's it's a it, it's a great process because I really believe anyone can write in a way any anyone can actually do it yeah. if they kind of understand that they can. Yeah, yeah. I it, it it's it's something I do believe. Yeah, I do. I mean, I I I was very much like I didn't set out to be a writer or anything like that. It just it did kind of it was in me somewhere, but it just kind of happened when I just sat down and made myself do it or gave myself the option to do it. It sounds too simple that anyone can sit down and write. Do you find, obviously knowing that, you know, you, you find it very natural to do that. Do you find it is, is an easy thing to sort of teach, to convey to other people and get them to believe it? Or do you really have to kind of work at it? Totally depends on the people. It totally depends on who and different age groups. Like you, 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 you get kids, that, kids of about sort of eight Mm. and they're just amazing yeah. a lot of the time they've got more confidence that they're more kind of i guess they're not so worried about judgment i said i ain't got any barriers are they no they're just yeah but the, but, but the teenagers as, as a group can be really hard because they've got so much but it's the judgment is the worrying factor you know yeah. like i'd write songs all the clients like for instance um i, I, I work with all these teenage girls um up in Dumaji, which is right far far north um it's still queensland though it's okay. near the Northern territory border mm-hmm. uh, and uh and they were great the whole writing was absolutely brilliant but then the teacher said to me i don't think any will sing with you because basically what i did then when i was doing that tour the first song i did was always the one we'd just written okay 
and and so you know hopefully the people who wrote it would come up and perform yeah yeah um but i was so pleased because like you know three of them did it was you know i think there were like about 15 in the class but the teacher had said none of them are going to perform this right but they did three of them did and for me that that was a real that success was a real awesome yeah, yeah it was a real success you know yeah. because yeah it took them quite out of they have to you have to step step out of your comfort zone yeah 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 but yeah i, I, I think I, th I think when people are encouraged to though when they find that oh they they can it, it, it's um because as you said look of course some people are going to do it much more naturally than others mm. but the ones who find that it can actually be natural to them it's just something maybe they never thought they yeah do. yeah that's a really beautiful thing yeah, just tapping into their this belief in themselves and confidence as well. I think that's a big thing. Um, yeah. I, I I severely lack that. I would absolutely love to be able to, you know, I I, I play guitar, so I play guitar. I would absolutely love to be able, even just a you know, pub gig or something, be able to get up and perform. But I I can't do, you know, I'm 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 comfortable enough in the house with people listening to me. I can't have anyone in front of me do it, you know, as I do it because. I'm just sort of waiting for them to say I'm not good enough or something like that, you know? So I thought if I keep it to myself, it's fine. But I think, yeah, sort of, I, I, I wouldn't say I get frustrated. I, 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 with sort of other people, when you can kind of see in them, they got the potential to do something. You've got to have that belief in yourself for it to fully come out, you know? So, yeah. But no. A lot of people with talent who, who don't have the confidence to, to do it, or it's yeah. not, it's not what they want to do. Yeah, and that's completely valid. Yeah. Sometimes you see this talent, you think, "Oh my God, they could do this!" You know. Yeah. If they don't want I think to, they're the kind of they're the kind of people I probably would be really, really envious of. You know, you could do this, and you're choosing not to. You know. But... Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, another interesting point I read about yourself <clears throat> was um, was it for a, 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 an advert or something for Bose? You played grand piano in the crater of an extinct volcano yes is that is that as clear cut as i'm reading it there is that you know was there a bit more to it but what a thing to say you've done again it was it was quite an experience it was it was very very great actually i feel very lucky to 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 have to have done that how, how did something like that come about yeah well look at okay i i used to um i was with a, a session agency in london um as like a singer and then you and i like keyboards and stuff and um and i got a phone call one day hey would you like um to go up for this advertisement for boats you know um but but what it actually turned out they 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 had um um so okay what it was was actually phillips their first cdi player so it's a bit like a dvd yeah very like a dvd okay um, and both lifestyle systems, the first version of that, where you had like, you know, the bass speaker and then you've got the other speakers, yeah. more of a surround sound sort of thing, those lifestyle systems that they do. Okay. It was, um, they had got together and they, they were doing, they wanted to do this sort of a long scale advert and it had like, it was a Star Trek type, but it looked like Star Trek, but it wasn't, um, you know, um, a few different plants. But in one of them, they basically, they, they wanted, um, you know, a girl playing the piano, right. and um, and uh, it was supposed to be in Iceland, but then when they finally um decided that 
they wanted me to do it. Um, they said, oh, she's Australian, we need to go somewhere hotter. <laughs> <laughs> and so they moved it to Lanzarote. But okay. they have this, um, which up the, uh, um, the, the less frequented end of the island, it's all sort of volcanic. And apparently they had like a, there was actually a restaurant there that they cook on the fire of the volcano. Oh, wow. I was very keen to go there, didn't get there, but it sounds so cool. That's cool. <laughs> but, um, but, but they actually borrowed the grand piano from the hotel. And, um, and we had a crew of 17 men who carried the grand piano down. <laughs> Into that's this, amazing into this crater it was all kind of I mean, it was really amazing landscape very you know, amazing yeah. rocky landscape you know um and obviously it wasn't warm there even though there was the heat down the road yeah yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> but, but it wasn't there. there but um but, but it was really funny the whole thing because i'd never done anything like that before um, who has <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but 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 um, then then they 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 brought these shoes for me to wear that didn't fit these sort of high-heeled shoes, and and um so and, and I said, well, like, I can't, and it was very very rocky getting yeah. down to where down the crater. Right. <laughs> so uh, after the seventeen men had carried the grand piano, <laughs> I, I, someone came back and carried me down. So <laughs> really funny the uh, whole thing. Yeah, and um, and and I I do I do have um. Oh well, I did. Man, I, they 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 did send me the original sort of CDI disc from it. Okay. And friend took it off the disc for me and put it on the video, and I I I've really um I'm pretty sure I've got some of it on the DVD somewhere. But to track that down. Yeah. Yeah. You need to see that. Yeah, yeah. Because because it was it was it was pretty amazing, and I I got to see it because back um, in London it must have been um. Oh. I think it was probably the beginning of, I think it was in 1996, the beginning of 96. Okay. Um, I know I went into a shop in Tottenham Court Road and, and they had it playing, you know, because it was like, I guess they were selling the CDIs and it was part of this big demonstration. Okay. That they had all, you know, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> that's very now cool. we just think of that sort of stuff as old hat, but that was actually, you know. That's, that's very cool. No. So, so well, the... they didn't take off. The big question, I suppose, once you were actually down there, then eventually, you know, 17 of you or whatever, and the yeah. piano, how, lo how long were you, after all that effort, how long were you down there actually filming for it before you got to take it all back up again? Oh, well, um, let me think. I think we were there for six days in total, so it's been five foot filming, but I think it was three. Ah, okay. Hey, yeah, I am. Okay. But it's, it's definitely worth it then. <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, I think I think it was three days of filming. But I can't believe they actually left the piano down there the whole time. But <laughs> I, I honestly, but but the funniest thing was when they were finally finished and taking it back to the hotel, it had got you know sort of scratched up and stuff a lot. Yeah. But it was a black piano, so they had all um, you know, they got out the you know the black pens yeah it was like sharpie sort of thing yeah oh, they, oh, yeah. they coloured it in with sharpies <laughs> and, nobody and then, notices so good things no, well, well, well they only noticed because then they didn't notice that but then I think somebody tried to play it that night <laughs> and they couldn't because it was completely out of tune <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh no <laughs> but you know pianos you are a little bit um, temperamental I, I've heard yeah it's not one that I've I've even tried my hand at, so I think I will leave that to the professionals. So, uh, 
it's um it's, it's bringing it a little bit more up to date then really to um what you're doing now because i touched at the beginning of the show much in the same way that i discovered one of my previous guests a guy called matt steady um i we you know we get these these adverts pop up on facebook mm-hmm. um with with people advertising their music and you know giving away free songs eps whatever i'm not going to say i always launch them because they're free you know i don't do this with many um i, I did it with yours and that's how i really got drawn in by your music is is you were marketing it in that way i've seen a lot of them do it as well now maybe a lockdown thing i'm not sure but out of everyone i've seen doing this where you sort of give some of your music away to to kind of promote yourself you're doing something extra on it um in terms of you know you've got starter packs that you do up that people can order you've got a a dedicated facebook group you've got a little community that you've built up which i think is amazing um, just tell us a little bit about how you know sort of how that side of the marketing came out and how the Ken's Club sort of came to be as well. I'm quite interested. Gosh, well, I've kind of been looking into how to uh, look. Okay, one of the things being an independent musician um, is very hard in some ways. The worst thing is trying to get anyone to actually listen to what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know there there is so so much music out there, uh, and it's very hard to sort of sift through it. Um, but um, I've been delving in, into different kinds of kind of internet things for for a, for a, a number of years. But but um, it was really um, well, I I actually I ended up work, working with with um, a group called uh, Modern Musician, a guy mm-hmm. called Michael Walker. Right. And, and and modern musician and um and it was actually through doing you know some of their workshops and finally doing their course that really helped me actually get everything into place okay because people can tell you how to do it but it's like it's it's really really hard and and, and what they do is like one-on-one coaching which makes all the difference because they can actually you still have to do you know everything yourself as it were yeah figure it out but if you've actually got someone who can say well how about you try it this way or like actually showing you how to set how to set the how to set it up so that when somebody you know gets an email and they click on this they actually do get your 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 ep yeah you know to actually help you make make it all work but i think it's really important um and very very helpful for musicians to to do to, to do this sort of thing because the, the way i see it no one really has to pay for music now like i, I yeah. go on spotify and mm-hmm. and and in so many ways it's awesome for everyone look my, my kids as i said i've, I've got four kids mm. and they are so educated about music and i'm talking about old old music okay yeah they and because they've had access they have access to every every song some of these bands have ever done yeah and i you know i'm 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 from the from the era like i used to work in a record store yeah same man. Yeah. because yeah because you got to <laughs> put on the records and yeah. you could listen you know and um yeah but but it's like otherwise what you heard a song on the radio and you probably didn't have the album but one of your friends might and you yeah. might get to hear it that way but it was actually i think quite hard to actually hear everyone's music yeah so in many ways, I, it's awesome because you've got this generation of people coming who have been able to explore the most incredible array of music mm. to come to where they are now. 
so 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 I actually think in many ways that's really great but for the artist it's really hard because yeah you're not getting very you know it's very hard to, to actually sell music yeah but, um but um yes yes so 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 so, 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 so the ideas of sort of ha ha having like a starter pack but where yeah yeah you can have um you, you know they get they get like a download and they get um stickers and, and you know things that I hope people will have fun with and enjoy guitar picks they there you go there you go even, i haven't got these lined up even i use them there you go <laughs> why not and also i don't i don't put these on camera much but uh you know oh, oh yeah very cool especially you know i'm, I'm a proud member perfectly there. it does it does yeah, it's um i've got more on the ball that i can stick more on you know so yeah. it's uh it's 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 fantastic you know again i'm not drawn to it just because it's free because there's so many out there that are doing this it was just that other touch that you put on it that really sort of pulled me in and I'm glad it did because you know I find your music is so unique um it's not one necessarily that I will I would just stick on the background music it is it, I've been listening to it because I want to listen to it you know um so the, the 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 Facebook community that you got the Cairns Club, what do you do yeah. for them? Just give everyone a bit of a flavour because I have a feeling, hopefully, off the back of this, there'll be a few more coming through. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> well, um, well, if if people basic basically on on my web website or you know on Facebook or or whatever, there's a sign up link, and you can s sign up there, and then and then um you you get you get access to the free EP, and you, and you also get get um. Um, well, you get various various e emails telling telling you know stories from from the past and stuff, as well as you know information what what's happening now. Um, and uh, um, but, 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 but but the main thing is the little the, the little Facebook group, um, the Cairns Club. And in there, basically, I do I do like I, I go live every Friday, um, and uh, sometimes I do I do like um, you know a new song, one I've just been writing. Or um, because I've got like a big back catalogue of songs and I don't play them all live. And so it's great yeah. if somebody says, actually, I really like that song. I'd like to hear you do that. And sometimes it's like, oh, wow, well, I've never even played that on guitar. You know, <laughs> that was like a keyboard song. And I thought, okay. you know, I, I might have to look up the chords and find out and then I'll come along next week and play that one, you know. Cool. So, 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 and we talk. And for instance, and we also have like, um, I've started up like a monthly Zoom call. Yeah. Where, where, um, we, we, we've got one tomorrow night, in fact, and and so so there people come and we talk and mm. play songs, and then somebody else might play a song or or do a bit of poetry or show some of their their creative artwork or something, and mm. um and yeah it's and and also I was gonna like uh show the possibilities of the next album cover or something I was gonna gonna share so, some, some you're artwork. really sort of letting people. Yeah into your world as it were you know you, you kind of think that when you when you're into someone's music they're really not attainable they're there you could keep up with them on you know the tv or social media and that but you really sort of almost bringing down that barrier and you're letting you let people get to know you and you again reciprocating that as well which yeah. is yeah is it yeah well well it's it's it, it's kind of really awesome for, for me too to sort of ha have have direct feedback for instance mm. Um, my song Spirit, which was the the last single to come out, because I've been bringing a few singles that will be on the next the next album. But but like Spirit, I I had these two versions, and and I thought, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do with this one, but this is probably the single. But then I 
I I gave I, I let people hear it. You know, I put the link up as a private SoundCloud link, and mm -hmm. people went in, they heard both, and almost everyone preferred the version that I didn't think they would prefer. Oh, okay. Almost everyone, which is really quiet. It's just like the piano and the voice, and very it's a very slow build. Okay. And that was the one they liked, so I thought, well, I better put that one out as a single. Yeah. The majority has spoken. So. Yeah, yeah. So for me as an artist, it's really great to have people that, you know, that that like my music and, and, and that, you know, are, are interested in like having a listen to what I'm doing and giving mm. a bit of feedback and, and talking about it is is really cool. So yeah. so I, I love it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And I tend to do like sort of, uh, I usually do kind of daily posts. So like, um you know, like we have a wild nature post once a week where like, you know, we tend to put up photos of where you've yeah. been lately. You've seen a spider or a wild wind or, or something, you know, and uh, and then um, I tend to have an art thread where you know people can, you know, often it's visual arts or, yeah. or like a little bit of poetry. One guy puts a lot of poetry, yeah, stuff stuff like like that. So, so yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much daily interaction. <clears throat> Which you know you you don't find that a lot. I haven't anyway. So I um, you know it's 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 been a real breath of fresh air. So you know fantastic that you're doing it thank you you know oh great well i'm it's great to get that feedback too there you go Good. there you go so um um before yeah before we start to wrap it up then on the back of that where can people find you um you know if they want to find out more listen to your music or just you know be part of the group whatever where, where are you where are you online on social media well um it's well, MarianCairns.com, spelt a bit oddly, I suppose, <coughs> as in M-A-R-Y-E-N-C-A-I-R-N-S.com. Um, or you can use that as it's my handle on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, everywhere. everywhere. It's just Marian Cairns. So, so yeah. Cool. Yeah, come on, come, come on in, ha have a listen, grab your free EP. And because I think to me, the I was really happy to do the EP partly too because I took one song off each of my six albums. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought, well, it really gives people and, and there's different ones there. It gives people yeah. a different look in, into all the range of styles because, because, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm probably, um, oh, I suppose in the past, I've always been a bit difficult to pigeonhole. Yeah, because uh, and I think it's because I come from a writing world, you know. Okay. And mm. sometimes I think I know that I'm meant <clears throat> to whale or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to wail very high and loud <laughs> at that particular point. That's just what the song needs. Yeah, know? yeah. And other times, other times, I'll just be talking like a sort yeah. of rap. Yes. Yeah. It usually goes, you know, and so. And everything in between. So, and I think because I come from that very much as well, and I've done quite quite electronic stuff because mm -hmm. I've I've used computers and music since the eighties. Like literally, I had a little ZX Spectrum with a music machine. <laughs> wow. that's, that's that's how I started because I wanted to do it myself, and that yeah. was you know I could do my own little backing tracks and stuff that way. You you've not got someone over your shoulder. I know you've had you you've mentioned a few people over over the years that giving you feedback or whatever you know you know what are you doing this is better or whatever as an independent artist you've not got someone basically just trying to steer you in one direction you can literally go wherever you right. want I, yes that's right yeah that's cool. <laughs> i really cool. i really am an independent artist that's right that's, that's it's great though you know sometimes i'm like oh what 
what should I do? Tell me what to do. <laughs> Which direction <laughs> do I go in now? Have you, um, yeah. is there anyone, um, I suppose, any time during your career, whether it was before you started out or, or during, is there anyone out there that you have always drawn some sort of, or the most inspiration from in terms of your singing style, your music, your writing, anything like that? Well, I used to say that my three sort of really, really big inspirations, and, and they, they really still are in so many ways, was it was um, like Bob Dylan, John Lennon, and David Bowie. Cool. And uh, and and I think that that in many ways that that still stands true. It's 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 like well, um, Bob Dylan, John Lennon, it's very much the songs. Yeah. It's it's, it's it, I just I just love to listen to him. David Bowie, I think it's the whole, oh my God, the different characters and the way he twists his voice and he uses it. And I think that's very much why I, I probably, um, you know, at times I can be quite dramatic and I think it's probably wow. from that, um, you know, I love I love the, the, the way um, he, 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 he did things, yeah. But of course, you see, because I've got a very different voice to any of them, mm -hmm. so not, not only being female, but just having a very different voice. It, it's like, um, yeah, I just don't sound anything like any of them. No. You no. know, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I must yeah. admit, when I first started listening, I got a very sort of Kate Bush vibe from a couple of yours, and then I'd listen to something else, and that wasn't there. It's, it's, it's very, I don't, you know, great respect, it's very odd as a listener to to be able to go through someone's back catalogue and and not not have like a one style that carries through i mean it's brilliant because it kept me listening obviously but um you know you kind of expect that there's one sort of trait that that will follow through through most of it and the one that was very varied it's you know it's what makes you stand out so oh cool thank you that that is it's the it's uh, that, that that's that's actually really interesting because like one never knows because you sound like how you sound like and that's just how it is yeah. but it's like mm. I, I think because i come from a songwriter's thing as i said yeah i'm sh i'm sure when i'm singing high and wailing i'm probably a lot more kate bush than i am when i yeah you know um telling a sort of serious story yeah or something yeah you know, my, my different windows to the world yeah that's a good way of summing up there you go there you go right just to finish it off this is going to put you on the spot a little bit. It's just oh, a question gosh. that's come to me, um, which I'll be really interested, really interested to know, sort of from a songwriter's perspective. Um, is th if you could pick one song out there that you wish you had written, so all of your stuff aside, is there one song out there Hurt. that you would? There you go. Hurt, Johnny, uh, um, Johnny Cash's version. I, I okay. know he didn't write it. Yeah, but that's that's the version. Um, I mean, that's the most incredible song. It's back from Nine Inch Nails, isn't it? It was, it was yeah. Now, Johnny yeah. Cash's version was the first one I heard. I didn't know the it's song the from Nine Inch Nails, so. though. But that that is that is that is the song. Cool, yeah. especially at the time of his life when you know that he did that as well. It's oh, yeah, I know. yeah. No, it's just like oh. It was it was one of my favorites. Um, but I I didn't know a lot about him until my favorite band at the time covered walk the line on their greatest hits album and their version was quite different 
so I hunted Johnny Cash's version out, and then it was I think probably around about the time that Walk the Line the movie came out with Whacking right. Phoenix. Which and I was how did you seen? It's oh, crazy. Actually. You need to see that. See it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite films, not just because it's Johnny Cash, but I mean, he he does it so well. He he really does. It's it's, it's definitely one to watch. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I got quite into Johnny Cash. I bought a black guitar. I used to, yeah. I used to go to work in black trousers and a black shirt. You know, I thought I was. In black. That's it. I I, yeah. I thought I was there. You know. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, listen, thank you so much, Marion, for uh, for coming along. This has been amazing, getting to talk to hey. you. And uh, you know, anyone anyone who's listening and, and watching, you know where to go. I'll put all the links in there on your handles now. You know, pop along have a listen awesome. and, and join the crew you know um, that's right come join the cans club yeah, we, we, we we do have fun <laughs> yeah i know i don't pop up quite as quite as often as i i, I want to but you know i uh, i always try and chip in where i can but it's it's always there it does does make me smile when it comes up so you know uh, brilliant so you know thank you for everything that you're doing um you know good luck with everything that you've got coming up and uh, and you know the new album when it comes together and be uh, be be really cool, you know. Especially if we get a sort of sneak peek into uh, into Absolutely. what. Absolutely, that's what I like. So. You can definitely, definitely <laughs> have a sneak peek. Cool. Yes. So yeah, all the best. Hopefully, speak again at some point. Hey, I look forward to it. Thank you so much. No worries. No problem at all. Speak to you again. Bye. Bye.